0: With Peter Vlahos. Welcome back to Drive with Peter Vlahos on this Tuesday. And I'm really looking forward to actually heading down to East Fremantle Oval. Have been down there for a fair stretch of time. Uh, and, of course, on Sunday, it will house the WAFL Preliminary Final. And, of course, the winner will take on West Perth in the WAFL Grand Final the following Saturday. Joining us is the man that's turned the fortunes around at uh, Shark Park, at the home of the Sharks, in their coach, Bill Monaghan. Bill, thanks for your time. No worries, Peter. Always good to speak to you. Yeah, likewise. No doubt disappointed you couldn't take the shortcut through to the big season finale.
1: Yeah, would have been nice. Um, Played really well in the first week of finals against Claremont. Struggled a bit early against West Perth. They jumped us. Their pressure was really good. Um... You know, we didn't really handle that great in the first quarter, but we, we fought hard and, you know, unfortunately, whilst we closed in just after three-quarter time, we weren't able to take our chances and and we had a, a, a fairly disappointing loss in the end. Yeah. So, look, really looking forward to this week, though.
0: It was only 20 points saying that, you know, West Perth got off to a fast start and they dominated the clearances from all reports, so kicked the opening couple of goals. But in the end... When you look at the scoreline, 12-9 to 8-13, the same number of scoring opportunities. So I'd say that not much separated those two sides, and you have been the two benchmark teams in the competition this season.
1: Yeah, look, we did get belted around stoppages, in, especially in the first half and contested ball. So we were able to address that at half time and I think it was 12 scoring shots to six after uh, the main break. So we did enough to to put ourselves in a, in a position to win. But, you know, we were disappointing in certain aspects of the game and, and we're going to really need to be on our, our job this week against the fired-up Claremont side.
0: Yeah, they were fired up. I actually broadcast that game. I was down there at uh, known these days as a Revo Fitness Stadium, formerly Claremont Oval. They were very good against Peel and all their name players came together, the likes of the Rodgers and the Boltons and others. And, of course, their small brigade up uh, in the attacking 50 all kicked multiple goals, led by Manuel with five. And that's something that you need to be on guard with defensively this week.
1: Oh, exactly right. Look, they've got a quality midfield. They've got lots of runners off half back. Um, and then and you're absolutely right about their small forwards. Their, their forward pressure was fantastic on the weekend. You know, a couple of young key forwards who presented hard at the footy and and then, you know, the likes of England and Spivey, along with Smallwood, you know, they, they were buzzing around in the forward half. So, look, um, we we know that Claremont, at their very best, are going to be hard to beat. And and whilst we've got over them the last couple of times, um, I'm sure that... They'll be trying to bring the the heat like they did on the weekend and it's going to be a greater challenge than it probably has, and especially in the um, qualifying final.
0: Yeah, no, looking forward to it. It should be a great game on Sunday. So what do you need to do better from last week to make sure that you can have another crack at West Perth the following week?
1: Yeah, we just probably struggled a little bit maintaining possession of the ball. Um, It's one of our great strengths and I guess all sides are probably putting a little bit of work into how to slow us down when we happened to get the ball. But we just, whilst West Perth's pressure was very good and and we struggled to handle that at times, we we were our own worst enemy. We fumbled a bit around congestion. Um, We missed, you know, seven or eight um, kicks coming out of the back half that, you know, caused us to be under pressure that we didn't need to be under. So um, that's credit to West Perth and and something that we need to get better at. And, And, you know, for... There was a lot spoken before our first final that we hadn't had much finals experience, and and maybe that that you know relatively easy win in the first final you know we were a little bit off our game and, and weren't expecting what West Perth brought. So you know it was great learning for our guys. We earned a second chance, and and we'll cash in on that this week, and hopefully um, get another shot at West Perth.
0: Uh, of course, I mentioned in the intro I haven't been east from our local for a considerable period of time, but saying that. A lot of your players haven't experienced much football in East Fremantle Oval as well. What's the the ground like? What are the conditions like? I know you've been training there, but a match situation is uh, completely
1: different. Yeah, look, it's in pretty good nick. I, I think we've had a fair bit of rain and a fair few of the ovals are a bit chopped up. Um, we we're lucky to play at the Wacker, which was pristine. I think out at Laugh Lane Park, it's pristine. You know, even Journal up the other day, we're struggling a little bit in, in patches. So our ovals handled the winter fairly well because there hasn't been constant games there. Um it's not in it's not in one hundred percent smikko um condition, but it's in, it's good enough and you know we're looking forward to having a run out there this weekend.
0: Okay, no doubt players that performed well for you last week, the likes of Milan Murdoch and, you know, Tom Bennett, you need to call on those sort of players again this week.
1: Oh look, what we've been very good at um, all year is having a really even spread. You know, I thought Jackson McDonald really stood up. He's been in the side for a while, and and he was probably close to our best on the weekend. Um, when a couple of other mids were probably slightly down, um, we struggled a little bit up forward. But like you mentioned earlier, we we had enough shots on goal. We just couldn't convert. So um, it's about spreading the load and. And Milan and, and Benno in particular have been fantastic. Baskerville, you know, Jupp and Early down back. Um, you know, we've got a really balanced side, and and we expect them all to come out and and put their very best forward this week.
0: Do you expect any changes from the side that was beaten last week for the game on Sunday?
1: Oh, that's a, that's a tough one. We we push our um, training schedule back a day for a Sunday game, so we did recovery Sunday morning. We'll do our our recovery weights running um, and education tonight, um, and then have our main session tomorrow night. So um, generally by Tuesday we're we're pretty certain of how things are going to look, but that's or um, well, probably Wednesday or Thursday. Uh, there's a couple of guys you know, we need to work out whether we're going to bring in another tall. Um, we need to work out you know if we've got the the matchups right against Claremont. Um, so you know, there's four or five guys who are in line, but in, we get through our main session and, and get through selection. That's a bit of a, it's a bit of a guess at this stage. We know that forwards and key forwards are important, and he's been up and down. He's kicked bags
0: and he's done well at times, but there's some weeks where he hasn't been able to hit the scoreboard. How important is Jonathan Marsh on Sunday?
1: Yeah, the first thing to realise is that you know we we probably judge Jono fairly harshly because he's such a a big character as well as a big person. Um, and, you know, it's easy to look in the, the goal column. And whilst I was, you know, disappointed he couldn't hit the scoreboard the other day, I think he had five um, score assists. Um, he laid a few tackles. We we do our own pressure rating based on what they do in the AFL. And he was second or third in our forward group for, for pressure acts. So um, sometimes it's it's easy to look at, goals and say Jono was a little bit off, um, we'd love him to kick five, six, seven every week, but sometimes it's about contributing and, and playing a, a role slightly different. So some weeks he gets up the ground a bit, um, and high number inside 50s, and uses his booming kick, so um, you know, he'll probably spend a bit more time deep this week, and, and hopefully he'll get on the end of a few and kick a couple.
0: For those people that don't know a lot about the Eastern Mantle Footy Club, but remember the Lester Smith name. Of course Ryan Lester Smith is there. Is that Neil's son? Perhaps you can give us a bit of a uh, a look back at uh Ryan Lester Smith and how he's connected to what is a very famous name with the Mantle Footy Club over the years.
1: Yeah, he's son of Neil um and and nephew of Rod, so two, you know, pretty big figures in the Mantle football club. Um both, you know, at state league level and and Rod at AFL level or BFL level as well. So, um, Ryan's had, you know, he he's a he's a really interesting character. He's a little taller than people give him. He he pushes out about one ninety um, centimeters. So if if you know Neil, who's a little short <laughs> fella, um, I'm not sure where he gets his height from. Rod Rod he's about the same size as, as Rod. Oh, so. that's a good height. Um, yeah, so. And he's been over the years, he's played a multiple um you know, multiple roles. He was leading goal kicker for a year or two. He's played as a rebounding half back. We've mainly used him as a, a winger and since we've lost Blaine Bocast he's gone into the middle and and uses his speed and agility to get away from congestion. So he's a really important um player in our structure and he probably kicks the ball as well as anyone else playing waffle footy.
0: Good stuff. Thanks for that. For those people wondering uh, where is that connection Lester Smith. Good on you Bill thanks for joining us. Good luck for the big one on Sunday. Looking forward to calling it. It should be a great game.
1: No worries. Hope you and many get down to East Romantle for what should be a cracking game.
0: Good stuff. Uh, thanks very much uh, to Billy Monaghan, the coach of the East Fremantle Footy Club.